Welcome to the Alpha Dude Podcast with Michael Pulser. What would it be like if you knew that you were unstoppable and you could live life on your terms? Better yet, how good would it feel knowing that on your deathbed, you had fulfilled all your potential and more? Life on Earth has a beginning and an end. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. Happy International Podcasters Day. This is a bonus episode where we're going to include one more interview from the Unleash the Power Within conference, as well as examine just briefly some new applications of anchoring. So as we've talked about before in the past, anchoring is all about eliciting the state of excellence. And once you're there, you have to make it even bigger and brighter and greater. And that's using your five most common traditional senses. If you've been listening to the podcast for some time, you know there's way more than that. But let's start with the basic five submodalities, the way we look at things, the way we hear things, the way that we touch things, the way you smell things, the way we taste things. Now, some of these are not necessarily applicable, but the more you can put into it, the better the experience. Now, interestingly, an easy way to achieve mindfulness is also using those five modalities, just going through them and seeing how many things that you can find at any one point in time. So if you look around and look for five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can touch, so on and so forth, eventually your mind that can only process that six to nine pieces of information at any one point in time gets so filled up with what's happening consciously around you right at that period then that you can pull out of that place where you're stuck in your head. And for that fraction of a moment, you have power, you have control, you're in charge. You're not, you're not a slave to the emotions that are in your head. And from there, you can have the adaptive distancing to do techniques such as anchoring. So let's look at it. So first of all, we have to get into a peak state. So let's pick excitement because everyone wants to be excited. Just remember a time when you have been completely excited. Now going through the submodalities, how did you feel when you were excited? What did it look like? What did it sound like? Bring on those sounds, the things that you saw, the things you felt, and make them more intense. Be like at the movies. When you're looking at a movie and you're watching your iPhone, it's pretty average. But if you put on the big screen at IMAX, it's incredible. So get into the experience. Really force yourself to get right into it. Imagine it's right up in your face. Imagine that it's louder. You can see more and more associated with it. Add in some sounds that may not necessarily be there. You could add in a cheering squad. You can do whatever you want to bring yourself to that peak state. Now make it greater and bigger and bigger and better and greater and feel it in your body. And once you're in that peak state, squeeze your thumb and your finger together and say yes and I hold it and then let it go and watch it just fade away and then you condition it so you do it again you begin that peak state you make it bigger brighter everything else squeeze the thumb and the finger together and say yes and hold it and then let it go slowly now you run through that a few times until you've got this place where you're in a peak state and you can you can rehearse firing it now i advise that when you do this you rehearse firing the anchors mentally first now visualize and imagine a situation that you need to use these anchors and then while you're visualizing the situation actually fire off the anchor and see what happens next step is to take it to places that aren't so extreme 
So you could have it in your day-to-day life when you need to be resourceful, but not something where your career or life depends on it. You squeeze your thumb, your forefinger together, you say yes mentally just before you need it, and notice what happens. And then once you have some confidence in the technique, then you can utilize it for whatever you need it. Now, this is called personal upgrade, so let's upgrade it a little bit further. If you can see in your own life that you already use anchors, we primarily use them in the way that we respond to people, places, and events. So if you can think about when you're with your loved one, your child, or your puppy, often you have a very visceral anchor that just gets thrown off and you suddenly feel good inside or whatever the sensation is. Consciously unpack how that happens and how you react. It's kind of like Pavlo's dogs. Once you realize that other people and yourself and everybody all have these anchors that are set up unconsciously by taking conscious control and puts you in the driver's seat and you can then change your life and live exactly as you want to. And then I advise that you start to link anchors to various other things, always being intentional. And this means that you take control. And some examples that I find are so powerful includes breathing. If you've been listening to my podcast for some time, several years ago I did an episode about linking anchoring to breathing. And if every breath that you take, you have an anchor set up, and on the inspiration breath, you associate a powerful feeling to it and an expiration breath, you can feel all the negativity leave, then you know that you have a powerful anchor that is set up. You can also practice setting up anchors for people so that when you see certain people, you feel such a way. Maybe some people are passive aggressive and you need to be in a resourceful state so you're not going to get caught unaware. So get the right anchor set up for the right state. And finally, for locations, if you're going to be at work every day, when you open up that door, when you sit in that chair, when you do what you need to do, you want to be in the best place possible because you're going to spend half your life there. So just make sure you get in the right spot for it. Give it the attention that it deserves. Now, you've all heard of this before. Why does it work? Well, we're not entirely sure because it's basically not a new technique. It's using the wiring that we use every day and being intentional with it. But is there any evidence behind associating the way that we think about things and our performance? For that, I'd like to refer back to some studies that have been done. There was some studies that look at the propositions of assimilation and contrasting. So the study was this. It had a group of two Asian people. One group was to write down their ethnicity at the top of the form before they sat a math test. And the other group was to write their sex at the top of the form. Now, the group that was to write their ethnicity, they only wrote down that they are Asian in the ethnicity. As a result, the average marks were higher. And this, again, is thought to be because of the inference that most people assume that Asian people and mathematics are related. Then the other group wrote down their sex only. Now, the group that wrote down their sex only, they were all females in the study, Asian females. And the group that wrote down that they were females 
all did statistically slightly worse. The group that all wrote down that they were Asians, although they were also Asian females, all did slightly better. So just by the stereotypical understanding that girls are said to be not as good at maths and that Asians are meant to be better at maths than other races, by setting up this conscious understanding, it impacted the results. So why do I bring this into the equation? The fact is this, if you can anchor yourself to a positive state, whatever that means, and then bring it to bear in your life, you will see so many changes come. And I'm not talking just about the immediate results. I'm talking about the knock-on effect that it has for every aspect of your life. So as always, give this the attention it deserves and the time that it deserves to really get the results that you need. Anchoring, as I said, although relying on the wiring that we already have set up, was formalized through neurolinguistic programming. And our guest today is also an attendee from the Tony Robbins event. Her name is Kim Brown. She is an NLP trainer, hypnosis trainer, holistic empowerment coach, and osteopath. Here to share her experience on the weekend and her take on personal development. Here's Kim. Hello, I am Dr. Kim Brown and I'd like to express my gratitude for this opportunity to speak to you today. Now, I recently attended Tony Robbins' UPW, so the Unleash Your Power Within, in Sydney. And it was my very first experience with seeing him live. And today we're going to talk about that in a little more detail. Now, firstly, I have been on a journey of personal growth, uh, you know, self-improvement, personal development, whatever words you want to use for such a journey where I have been looking to continually make myself a better human. Now, Tony Robbins has certainly been one of my mentors, idols, and I have listened to many, many things of his, whether it be on YouTube or podcasts or many different types of media where I have even read some of his books. So I am familiar with him, but I have never attended a UPW up until now. So I want to talk a little bit about the good, the bad, the ugly, etc. from my experience at UPW just recently. Now, for me, personal growth certainly means being able to become your best self. And my motto is I want to give the best of me, not what's left of me. And when I was in the space of UPW last week, I felt that with the 7,100 other energetic souls in that room, that we were all there for the same purpose. We were all wanting to discover what is our best self. Now, I don't believe it really matters what way you try and discover that, whether it be through meditation, whether it be through books, whether it be through podcasts, whatever your thing is. At the end of the day, we'd like to become better people, more experienced, more conscious and better people looking for personal growth. And that's because our human nature is to make positive change and positive impact not only with ourselves but with our, with others around us 
And this was emphasized uh, during the UPW experience where they were talking about the six human needs. I've learned the six human needs in a few other places, a few other areas where I've done work within NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and that's something Tony talks about a lot. And the six human needs comes down to what it is that effectively is the reason why we behave the way we do within human nature. And growth and contribution are five and six. So the spiritual reasons as to what our human needs are. So it's no surprise that people want to become better people so they can then not only grow but contribute to others. And I love the messages that was delivered within the UPW in order to be able to fulfill these human needs. Now, the other human needs are certainty, uncertainty and variety, love and contribution and significance. Now, in my previous development, I had discovered that significance played a massive role in my life. It was a driver of mine. I always wanted to strive to be better, but not because I wanted to be better. It was for me used to be because of accolades or uh, recognition. And it was my need for significance. Since I've done my personal development journey and been on this journey, I've discovered that there's more to life than just significance. Significance is a part of it, but it should never, or in my opinion, never be the driver. Uh, Whereas this is where Tony was talking about uh, significance can lead to ego and it can lead to other areas. So uh, I recognize that now and uh, am able to make the changes in my values in order to be able to, you know, look for better parts of, of how to become a better human. And it's not always about the accolades and the pat on the back. Now, other areas that we talked about within UPW, there were so many things and I could probably talk about all of it, but my most valuable experience was that of the fire walking Now, if you've ever experienced UPW, you will know about the fire walk. And I must say, I was truly blown away by the experience simply because it totally reinforced my belief that you can train your mind. You don't need to have the belief currently. You can train your mind to be better, to be stronger, to be fitter, to be healthier and effectively to create whatever it is you want to create by believing and then taking action. Now we spent a good three hours working on the skills to keep our feet safe while we're walking through the fire. So it wasn't just a case of off you go, we're going to do a magic trick and you're going to run across fire. We spent three hours developing the skills, developing the belief systems, creating the visualizations and anchoring all of that into our nervous system, which is very much an NLP style, uh, being able to anchor those good feelings and good positive uh, visualizations into our nervous system. So that way, when we were in front of the fire and normally when fear would kick in, then you can anchor in and relive and, and retrieve those belief systems and those visualizations in order to keep your feet safe as you walk across the fire. Now, coming from a scientific background, my conscious brain wanted to tell me, what the heck are you doing? Walking across fire is nuts. How on earth can you keep yourself safe? 
But the spiritual side of me really wanted to go, you know what, we can do this, we can listen, we can learn, and we can become better people by following the proven steps that have been done by others before us. Walking on fire is not a new phenomenon. They've been doing it for thousands of years in other cultures, in other spiritual beliefs. It is a case of protecting your body using energetic sources and tapping into that deep emotional connection to your creator, to yourself, to your source, and believing that you are safe. And the reality is it didn't hurt a bit. The feet were safe, everything was safe, and it absolutely set you up for the next three days of such a magical experience. So by far that was the most empowering, significant, uh, just phenomenal transformation for most people that were there and absolutely for myself. I've done other things. I've done board breaking, but I'd never walked on fire. And that was certainly on my bucket list was to walk on fire and show myself that I could achieve whatever it was I set my mind to. Now, I believed before I went to UPW that I was going to have four days with Tony Robbins. And this was the only little whinge I have about the whole thing. I didn't read anywhere that he was not going to be the feature for all four days. It turns out he's got two days where he does the work and the presenting and two days where other his his trainers, his hand select trainers are the ones that do the training for you and present the information. Now, he fully explained that, you know, he's been presenting and yelling and doing a lot of vocal work for the last 42 years in his career. And it's no surprise, his voice is physically running out. He has damaged his vocal cords and therefore he has to make alternatives. Now, 100% the other speakers he had, the other trainers he used were phenomenal. They were absolutely brilliant. But I'd be lying if I didn't say I was a little disappointed that I didn't know about it before or that it wasn't highlighted before. Perhaps it was very clever marketing. I didn't really feel misled. I was just disappointed that the Tony Robbins show wasn't fully the Tony Robbins show. However, I chose to go, you know what, I'm here now and these trainers have got something to say. And to be totally honest, they were brilliant trainers and I'm feeling exceptionally grateful that we had the opportunity to get other people's opinions. So I was able to really turn that into a positive within myself to go, you know what, seeing four, five, six different trainers rather than just Tony, that's a positive. We get different perspectives. He brought out other amazing inspirational people that had overcome massive adversity so we got to see lots of different things and different people, different ideas, different concepts, different training methods. And that was actually brilliant. So I just simply had to get over myself and get over the, this idea or concept in my head that I was being ripped off. Uh, and then I was able to fully immerse myself in the experience and fully enjoy it. So if you do go to UPW in the future, just know that it's not the Tony show for the whole time. He has to change what he's done. He's had to change and evolve. And that's because he's spoken so much that his vocal cords are now damaged permanently and he has to protect them. And for that, full credit to him, He while he was on stage, he was there at 100%. 
And while he wasn't there, he was resting and other people were doing the job at 100%. So, you know, hats off to him for finding an alternative to still keep the masses entertained and still keep the masses in transformation mode, uh, even though it wasn't just him running the show. So hats off to him for finding the way to continue the UPW journey, even if he can't fully run it himself. Now, why is it important for people to come to these sort of programs? Well, unleash the power within. It says it all. What is already within us is already within us. And that's what we need. Everything we need is in with is within us. Ugh, forgive my language there. Whatever we need is already inside of us. And Tony has created an amazing program to help unleash that. What a win. At the end of the day, us as humans, we can't give from an empty cup. So it absolutely makes sense that we look after ourselves and empower ourselves before we truly aim to empower and inform and help others. So it makes sense that if we want to make positive change and positive influence and positive contribution to those around us, then we need to look after ourselves first and we need to make sure, make sure we come from a place of empowerment, a place of strength, so we can absolutely come from a place of contribution. And I know that as my personal growth journey continues, and it will be day, every day is another day to improve ourselves, I know that this is the way forward in, in order to help our, our planet become more conscious and become better people, keep stepping up and being able to turn to growth and contribution rather than conflict and rather than fear. And it seems human nature that we want to follow the masses when it comes to fear and when it, when it comes to scarcity and when it comes to hatred. And it, that's a pretty sad and scary place if that's where it's going to head. So it's up to people who want growth and contribution to be able to set the standard and immerse themselves in these sort of programs so that way they can truly learn the skills and learn the behaviors to help and inspire others so we can turn things around and become better people every day. That's my mission. I want to be able to help a million people worldwide and I know that that's not something I can do on my own. So I'd love the ripple effect to happen where I can help and inspire one person, two people, 10 people to become their best self so they can also help and inspire others to become their best versions. Together, we can make a difference. One person, Tony Robbins, has made a massive difference in millions of people's lives. And it's the ripple effect that he gets to create to help others along the way. I truly believe that I am, have the ability and I have the passion and I have the knowledge to be able to help and shape other people's lives. Of course, it starts with self. As you improve self, you can help and inspire others. I became an NLP trainer a few years ago and my journey has been phenomenal in the way I've had to step out of my comfort zone. I never, ever wanted to speak in public. I never wanted to be a public speaker, get on stage, do a podcast, do a radio interview. And I've now done all of that and I continue to grow my audiences so that way I can continue to impact more people. 
And when I learned NLP, the Neuro Linguistic Programming, and it was my mission to be able to help and inspire and transform others through the teachings of NLP, I was absolutely blown away with the immediate transformation that these skills have with other people. This is the impact I've been looking for. Now, I'm formally trained as an allied health practitioner. I am an osteopath by trade. And whilst I love what I do as an osteopath, I find it very limiting. I can only help one person at a time. That's not a big enough impact for me. I want to be able to help millions of people around the world. And I can't do that as an osteopath. One-on-one, hands-on, can't do it. It's just not possible. So there's only another way I've found and that's through NLP and teaching others the skills, the mindset changes and to be able to change and help people transform their belief systems, their values, their habits so therefore they can change their behaviors and this is how we are able to make a difference in this world. So if you'd like to connect with me drkimbrown.com is where you'll find me. I do run NLP training courses. I also do one-on-one coaching. Uh, I'm limited to the amount of people I can help on -on one-on-one, obviously, which is why I have pursued the group training. So I run intimate groups with uh, with NLP practitioner courses, which are certification courses. This is my way of being able to create more NLP coaches in the world so we can have more people creating the ripple effect, more people helping to transform other people's lives, more people getting into personal growth so they can make a positive change. Reach out to me if you like. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to me. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com.